I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Today's episode features a very special guest and friend of the show, Audrey Bailey. Audrey was actually on the show back in the fall, and at the time we talked a lot about Brush and Barley, her graphic design brand that just went viral on Instagram basically overnight. Um, and you may already know of her or of Brush and Barley because of her graphics or Enneagram graphics, um, also a lot of the truths and the encouragement that she shares surrounding mental health and faith. Uh, but I wanted to bring Audrey back onto the show today because since the last time she was on, a lot has actually changed. Not only has Brush and Barley continued to grow, but Audrey has also released a new podcast called The Painted Pieces. She has co-created an online course called Enneagram and Art, which, fun fact, was also created by my Enneagram coach, Callie Ammons. And she has also begun sharing her Bible journaling journey with us on Instagram, which has been so fun to watch. Uh, So in this conversation you're about to hear, you're going to hear more about all of these things as well as what it even looks like to be a mom of little ones while still pursuing these different creative endeavors. Uh, We also talk about the Enneagram which I love talking about with her because we are both type fours and really I have no doubt in my mind that you are going to love this episode as much as I did. I think that you're going to walk away feeling like you have made a new friend. Uh, Before we dive in, I want to encourage you to share a screenshot to your stories on Instagram of this episode and tag me at Jesse Redia and Audrey at It's Audrey Bailey so that we can know you're listening and hear what this episode has meant to you. It's always so fun to hear from our listeners and I know that this would mean a lot to both Audrey and I. Uh, So without further ado, here is my conversation with Audrey. Hey Audrey, welcome to the show again. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be back. You've been doing so much good on your Instagram. I've been checking it out and I'm so excited to get back in touch with you. I know. Well, I mean, (laughs) you say the like I've been doing so much. You've been doing so much, girl. Um, I mean, because since I mean, I think our last conversation was in September or October. And since then, you have started a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you just launched, I think your first ever online course with Callie, yes. um, on the Enneagram, which I'm just like, that's amazing. Cause you know how much I love the Enneagram. And obviously I know, you know, that you share that same passion. Yes. Um, and I'm trying to, and, and also you, your account, you know, you've really ventured into Bible journaling, which I know we'll be talking about today. Um, you just have a lot going on, girl. Like it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a lot. It's a lot. It depends on the day when I'm like, am I doing too much? Or then I'm like, I'm not doing enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, I feel like it's important to note that like your husband has been deployed for quite some time as well. Yes. Um, So yeah, I definitely have some questions on like, how are you juggling all the things? 
Um, you know, especially like as a fellow mompreneur, I just, I think it's, it's incredible, like how you can find systems that work for you, but they're not necessarily the same as what everyone else is doing. So I am exactly. curious to hear more about that. Um, but before we, you know, dive into all of that nitty gritty, um, for the listeners who maybe are not familiar with you, which I can't imagine that there are very many, <laughs> but, but let's assume that there are some people listening who maybe have never heard of Audrey Bailey. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and also maybe like a little bit about um, Brush and Barley and just the work that you do? Of course. So I'm Audrey Bailey and I always get like flustered when people like say, what is Brush and Barley? What do you do? Because I'm like, oh, I do a lot. <laughs> but I'm a mama to two little ones. My daughter Elena will be five in November and my son Emerson will be two on July 3rd. So we're literally in the last month. So it's it's crazy. And my husband is actively serving um, in the Navy Reserves and he is deployed overseas right now. He's been gone since about November. So we are ready for him to come home because right mm. now it is the beginning of June and the world is not in a fun place. And I definitely didn't expect this to happen when he was gone. So I'm very much doing different day to day, but overall I'm busy and brush and barley. I've kind of veered more towards um, mental health advocacy in the church sense as breaking the stigma of mental health, postpartum depression, because I think there is a lot of misconceptions and stigma and silencing, especially in the Christian community and older generations and how things have kind of evolved over time. And I kind of felt stuck just having brush and barley, like a feeling of I, I wanted to say more than a caption and I wanted mm. to share more than a caption. And it was kind of this moment where it then I turned my personal page into a Bible journaling account because I started doing a brush and barley. And even though they do coincide, I was like, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to this if I don't give a spotlight just for the Bible journaling and be able to completely share the word and not necessarily just art. So that's where my personal kind of blossomed and kind of where my personal has taken the turn to be more of a honest Bible journaling journey from myself. Yeah. And, you know, it's been really fun for me to watch that transition um, because, you know, for a while there, like, you know, you you focused a lot on, you know, your graphics and your design. And every mm -hmm. now and then we would see photos of you, you know, where you would show up in the stories and you would maybe, you know, just give a little snippet of, you know, what's going on in your mind, you know, what you're yeah. thinking about. I feel like ever since you've kind of, you know, ventured into this Bible journaling path, I almost feel like I know you more personally. Um, that's like, awesome. Getting, yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I don't know if that's something that you've picked up on, but like I definitely feel like I, whether or not it's a picture of you or a picture of what you're reading and what you're studying, like I feel like I can kind of like I'm kind of walking with you in a sense. That is so awesome. Through through the season that you're in, um, and I don't know if other people you know feel the same way, but that's definitely just something I have felt just from watching this transition. I think it's really amazing. Um, I love that you even gave yourself permission to go off in this new direction while still, mm -hmm. you know, having such a strong presence in your other account, um, which is just so funny because, like, now you have these two huge accounts. <laughs> like, yes. Like, I, like it, you know, at first, Brush and Barley was the Instagram account that exploded. And now you have, like, two explosive accounts to keep up with and to keep track of. 
Um, and, and that's just so amazing. But I, I would love to talk with you a little bit more about this Bible journaling. Um, and honestly, the more I say the words Bible journaling, like I almost wonder if I'm like referring to it correctly. Like, I don't know if there's a better name for it, but, but really what you've been doing is you've been using your time in the word as like a time of art as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I love seeing the pictures and the videos that you're posting where like you use paint and you use, um, you know, your calligraphy and, you know, you're just taking notes and really helping the word come to life in an artistic sense. Um, I'm just wondering like what even interested you in doing that and what kind of benefits have you seen come from it for you personally? That's such a good question. And honestly, I think I would look at people by like taking notes and like really deep notes and I would envy them because I've always been like a visual learner and I've never been Mm. like the Bible confused me. And I think sometimes people are scared to say that, but like it's hard to read the Bible, especially if you're not reading the correct version for yourself. It is confusing and it's hard. And I think sometimes as Christians, we're like, am I a bad Christian because I can't understand what's going on? Or maybe you're a Christian like myself where I grew up Christian, but we weren't like regular churchgoers. So like I'll hear friends or podcasts and people refer to stories and like, they're like, well, I learned this when I was like in fourth grade at church. And I'm like, I never heard that. And so a part Mm -hmm. of me was like, am I even worthy to talk about this stuff when I feel like I'm still learning day to day? And I feel like I'm a, completely different born again Christian in my adult life. But I think me allowing myself to bring my art with it, it allowed me to create through worshiping, worship through creating and break that narrative of there's no rules when you're talking to God or you're journaling or you're reading and studying the Bible. Because even if you're not artistic, even if just bringing out paint, that can completely make something even more beautiful than you could have imagined. And you're still getting in the word. And from that, it's really helps me understand things better. And now I can really sit down and really Bible study without even doing a drop of paint. And I think though, I couldn't have done that without allowing myself to do it in a creative way first. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. And I'm wondering for the listener who maybe is thinking to herself, yeah, like, like she resonates with that in terms of not quite knowing how to fully study the word or is just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, maybe she is more of that visual learner. And it's just, it's kind of a struggle for her. Um, Maybe she's a busy mom. And so like, she doesn't even have the time yes. or feels like she doesn't have the capacity. Um, What kind of encouragement or even practical tips would you offer that mom if, maybe this is kind of the next right route for her. Not saying, you know, that Bible journaling is, you know, the super easy skill to just pick up on, you know, whenever you feel like it, but maybe she does have an interest. What kind of encouragement could you offer her? Well, this is something that I even still struggle with, like finding the time because like with two kids at home, it's hard. And with COVID, because both of my children were in careful time before yeah. COVID hit. So I was kind of finding this time in my life where I was full at home work, mom, networking, meeting businesses for coffee, um, all of this stuff. And then I was back to being stuck at home with two kids. And I was a stay at home mom for four years. So it wasn't new to me, but it was kind of like I went from finally finding myself out of motherhood and being an entrepreneur to all of a sudden 
okay, my husband's gone for his forced deployment and I'm at home with two kids. I have deadlines, all this stuff. And I think we need to, mothers first need to have grace and know that it's not going to be a perfect transition and it's not going to be something you have to do every day if you're just getting in. And we need to give ourselves grace because overall Jesus gives us grace every day. And I feel like a lot of us are hard on ourselves if we don't do it by the book per se. But I think starting with small steps, like I read Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Head. And one thing Mm -hmm. that stuck with me that I really try to implement is she refuses to get on her phone before she gets in the word in the morning, even if it's just opening your Bible to a random page and just reading. Um, And that's something I've tried to implement and I'm getting better at is most nights I don't even sleep with my phone in the room anymore. And that's really helped to not do like endless scrolling or take away. And something I've been working on too, I'm a night owl. And this is something I've had to gear since motherhood is like, I have to get good sleep. I have to make that a priority so then I could try to wake up before the children and have that even if it's 30 minutes alone in the Word or 30 minutes getting coffee and listening to worship music for the day. It's something that I still struggle with, but it is possible. I think a lot of people are like, I can never do that. I can never wake up before my kids do, but it's all about training your brain to do that and be sacrificing things and working hard at it day to day. And I think we're a lot more capable to do these hard things if we give ourselves grace and um, ultimately trust Jesus to help us do it. Mm, Yeah. And you know, you have a very good point about grace because I think a lot of us women can struggle with this idea of like, it has to be perfect, you know, like it has Mm -hmm. to be the most beautiful thing ever. And I remember um, a few years ago, I mean, I, I really struggled with anxiety back then, you know, and I'm sure we've talked about that before, but it was to the point where my husband had gifted me a beautiful She Reads Truth Bible for Mother's Day one year. It was like my first Mother's Day. And I had it for like two days and I wrote in it because, you know, I was so excited to take notes in it and I didn't like my handwriting and I put the Bible away in a closet for two years because wow. I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. stand the thought that I had messed it up, you know, like this beautiful yeah. truth Bible that was so expensive and it had just come out. And, um, and, you know, honestly, this past, I want to say like maybe a year ish ago, I pulled it back out for the first time in years and I've been using it ever since. And I can tell you, like my handwriting is still atrocious some days. And sometimes I underline, I accidentally write through the verse that I meant to underline. Oh my gosh, you know? even mine is too. Like people don't believe me, but I'm like, everybody has bad days. Like yes. there's tons of things in my Bible I will not show on social media. Like nobody yes. would understand it at all. <laughs> Yeah. So so like, like, but, but the more I feel like the more you can lean into grace, the the less it matters. And it just like, it just doesn't matter. You know, like I laugh now, you know, even if my, even if my toddler comes by with a pen and starts to scribble in the Bible, I look at it now and realize this is totally fine. Like, you know, like this is not the end Mm -hmm. of the world. And I'm sure that, you know, there are days where you are maybe painting in the Bible or, you know, or maybe you're like, you know, doodling or um, you know, or writing some words and you're right. Like, I'm sure that mistakes get made and you have pro- oh, probably yeah. have like that. And you probably have that mini moment where you're like, oh crap. But you, yeah, just... this is why I have like five Bibles. No joke. <laughs> yes. But you learn to push through. Um, and, and so yes. I just love the encouragement that you're giving. Like 
just, you know, do what you can start where you are, you know, exactly, Um, you know, figure out how it can fit into your weekly daily rhythm. But also it's not a race. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not a race. It's definitely not. Um, I I am curious to hear a little bit more about how you are kind of juggling all the things. Because like you mentioned, like, you know, ever since COVID started, like childcare is not the same. Um, you know, and you've recently, you know, launched your new course and launched your new podcast. So you definitely have a lot more on your plate now. And, you know, your husband's gone. So like, what, what is working for you in terms of doing all of these things while being around the little ones? Well, at first in March, when um, they announced that like school was closing, I I had a mental breakdown. I want to say like, I was just like, how am I going to do this? And I was having like a poor me attitude because I was just like, it was like a shock because I went from thriving and blowing through this deployment and Elena loved school, thriving in school. Emerson was going to daycare and he was actually loving it. And it was just that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to do it? And then I remember the next day, Jesus just put this piece over me and And then like when people ask, like, how do you do it? I'm like, I just do it. (laughs) And it's kind of like I push through and we, me and the kids have found this rhythm. And in a way, I'm so thankful for this intentional time. Um, Of course, some days are hard. And now the next thing is Emerson's daycare has been open this whole time and I just haven't sent him and I've still paid weekly just because I can. And now we're at this moment where I'm like, when do I send him back? And that's something I've been struggling with because, and Elena's even asked, and this daycare is on my street. So it's literally like I could walk to it. It's like across the street from me. And Elena has been begging for me to enroll her too, just because she's a four-year-old that is extroverted and loves interaction. And she just doesn't understand, like she calls it the germs outside, but she doesn't understand why she can't see her friends or why she can't go to school anymore. And so I'm in that weird stage where I'm like, now I'm used to them being home with me. (laughs) And I'm trying to find that courage to send them back and trust God and know when is the right time um, with everything going on in the world. But then I'm also like, at some point, I have to give my fear to God. My kids have to build immune systems. It's kind of that inner battle. So right now, that's what I'm really like struggling with. But at the same time, since I've pushed through so much, I'm also like, now I know my husband was deployed during a pandemic that I can pretty much deal with anything at this point. So I kind of find <laughs> faith in God in that. And I'm kind of like, whatever, I'm just waiting for that sign from God at this point and then let him take the lead and then trust in him wholeheartedly. Mm, yeah. Would you say that? Well, first of all, I'm imagining that there are quite a few moms listening today who are navigating that same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Like trying to decide, is this the right time? Should I wait? Should I go ahead? You know, like I know that a lot of kids, you know, they go to summer camp, you know, or, you know, if a parent has to go back to work, they go to daycare. So like it is a situation that a lot of parents are having to navigate right now for sure. Um, But second of all, you know, I love how you said like you're kind of waiting on the Lord's leading on this. And I'm wondering how for you personally do you perceive the Lord's leading the most? Is it through peace, like you mentioned earlier, or like is it through scripture? Is it through conversations with a friend? Like, how do you most often see him directing you? 
So for me personally, I remember vividly like moments in my life where it was kind of just a hunch thing. Like I was worrying about something for a long time. And then like all of a sudden something came over me and I was like, you know, what, I'm going to do it. Mm. And like, I think back even to like, if I really want to backtrack when I was um, in freshman year of high school, I left during my freshman year because I was in a very serious relationship at a young age that was toxic for like three years. I was in this relationship and I self-harmed. Um, I was suicidal. I was depressed. And I actually left my school to homeschool for the, like, for, I was done at that point. Like, I didn't want to go back. And I grew up in a very small town. And that summer, my 15th, on my 15th birthday, my very close cousin passed away. And he was 19 years old in a car accident. And he was like my brother. And I remember the, it was like three, this happened in July. So, school started like a few weeks after the funeral. And I remember it was four days into the new school year and I was being homeschooled. And I remember vividly telling my, my aunt told me at my cousin's funeral that it was my turn to carry the torch. And I remember looking in the mirror when my mom was at work, I was homeschooled. I was doing my work. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm going back to school. And I was like, just determined, like, I'm going back to school. And then my mom called them that day and I was going to school the next day. And I went from my sophomore year to senior year and thrived in high school. And I think it's things like that, that really give me that moment where I can't explain the feeling. And like, looking back, that was totally the Holy Spirit just coming over me and saying, I got you you know in your heart what God has planned for you. And it's my turn to take that fear from you. And I think the more we trust in that and trust those judgment calls that God gives us, the more we will be able to thrive and do things that will fulfill that purpose in us. Mm, That's a good word. And I kind of, I feel like I've had times like that in my life too, where like all of a sudden I just had this immense amount of clarity of yes okay like this is what I'm going to do I remember feeling that same way um um right before uh my you know now husband Grant you know back before we even got engaged I remember feeling this like all of a sudden just this moment of clarity of I'm gonna marry him you know like it didn't make sense I was Mm -hmm. I was 20 I was 20 at the time um he was 21 I was just like yeah we're gonna get married And and then you know within the year we were married and and it's just like kind of funny to me how you know, sometimes decisions, you know, they can feel super drawn out or, um, you know, mm-hmm. and just it can be very heavy and very weighted, weighty. And then there are other times where you just get that instant feeling of peace and you just know, okay, I can, I can take that step forward. Um, yes. It is very interesting to hear that that's been your experience as well. Um, yeah. Do, do you feel like for you as an Enneagram four, do you feel like your relationship with the Lord maybe is a little bit different than how other people maybe perceive him or how other people connect with him? That is a really good question. And I definitely think so. And like that being said, I get one of the most common things I get is people say they can't believe I'm a four because of how much I've (laughs) conquered. But then I tell them if they would have looked at me like a year ago, I'm not the same person. And I literally believe Mm. it's because of the confidence the Lord is giving me and me telling the enemy, no, I'm not going to be fearful. And of course I still, I'm a medicated Christian and I still struggle with depression and anxiety, 
But I also know that my confidence didn't come from nowhere. Like there was a fire lit in me. And I think as a four, so when not to get too deep into the Enneagram, but one of the biggest fears of a four is being misunderstood or we we're we just lead with our emotions. Like right now with um, all the injustice going on in the Black Lives Matter movement, like it's been emotionally draining because I'm such an empathetic person. I'm I just am I cry at a drop of the hat and I'm just my heart just aches for others around me. And I think that also comes in a sense where if I feel like God's failing me or I'm blaming God for something that didn't happen, I'll uh, quickly turn to like, well, he doesn't care that much about me. Or I've used to be really bad at like, well, it is what it is. Um, Like I'm too shy to do this. So that will never happen for me. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why God made me this shy but as I've evolved, I've been able to become, as I become like of a more healthy four, I'm able to navigate that better to God, I'm really emotional right now. Or just being able to talk to him and say, he knows my heart and open that narrative to be like, nothing's wrong with me. God loves me. He gives me grace. And there from there, I'm able to use my emotions for good instead of just drawing me away from Jesus like I used to do. Mm, Yeah. And that honestly is a beautiful depiction of like a personal journey as an Enneagram Mm -hmm. 4 because I'm a 4 and I'm like, yes, I resonate with that. Um, Can I just like fangirl over Callie for a minute? Because first of all, I I didn't even know that you guys were releasing a course together at the time when I hired her as my Enneagram coach. so amazing. And then when I found out, I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. So can we talk about, like, have you guys been acquainted for a while? Like, have you been friends? You know, like, how did you guys meet? And then tell me a little bit about this course, because I think that our listeners would be very interested in it. Of course. So me and Callie actually met at the USA conference, which is a conference here in Bitville. Callie lives in Arkansas, too. She's just a town away from me about 30 minutes or so. And we met at this conference, our friend Nika, the youth pastor, both hired us on for young girls, college age girls and high school girls to find their identity in Christ. It's inspired by the Lauren Daigle song, You Say. And Mm. Callie was a speaker and I was actually speaking on worship through creating and tying the Enneagram in it. So me and Callie met there and Callie, she was a sweet thing. I had pneumonia that day and I was like, I think I had pneumonia. Maybe I had COVID. I don't know at this point, but I had tested positive for pneumonia the night before. And this was in January or February 1st. And she was just the sweetest person ever. And guys, you need to go just like listen to one of her episodes and you'll understand what we're saying when she's just like a people person. She is so Mm. eloquent and just makes you feel loved and makes you feel pumped. And she asked me if we could go meet for coffee and she straight up was like, okay, um, do you have the version Bible app? And I told her yes. And she was like, okay, you know those Bible stories where it shows Bible stories, but there's drawings. And this was in February. And then that's when Enneagram and Art was essentially born. So we were, that's when the will started. And so it was in the works for like three to four months. And the b- basic way I can explain Enneagram and Art is our purpose is to make the Enneagram, not so confusing. And 
have it tied in with a biblical perspective to make sure you're not using it to replace the gospel, but you're using it as solely a tool to Mm. better know yourself, but more importantly, know others around us. Because I know for me, when I first got into the Enneagram, I was just focused on me, me, me. Like, what about my number? But the more we understand other numbers and the numbers that we pull from in health and stress, the better we can serve others and God, which is what we as Christians are called to do. So this course is basically Callie's knowledge told while my art is on the screen telling the narrative and telling the story. So it's like a cartoon pretty much, but we go over one through nine types in depth, 20 to 30 minutes each. And then we also go into wings, subtypes, and stances. and by the time this episode releases, it will be closed, but it, it will come back in fall. And I probably am pretty confident it will be back better than ever. And hmm. so far, we've been loving the sport. We have closed the doors for the week of um, the blackout movement. But we we really think that Enneagram was meant to really help people and us see the inside of people and understand people. And that was our whole purpose behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you even get very technical in like the wings and the subtypes and the lines. Um, Mm -hmm. I honestly am just now starting to become familiar with things like subtypes and lines of stress. Oh, they're confusing when you don't know what they are. Yes. Yes. But, but the more I'm learning, the more I'm like, okay, like this is exciting. There's more to explore than I even realized. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. What, what, which wing do you feel like you lean more so toward? Definitely five. Really? Okay. I can see that. Yes. I can definitely see that. See, and that's what like me and Callie talk about. We totally believe you can like pull from one in certain situations. So I've totally seen times where I pull from my three, kind of those mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, no, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to do this. I want to be the best of the best at the same time of being a four where I want to stand out. So I think those go well together. But then, yes, I more drift to I recharge by being alone. I don't have a lot of energy like other types do. Some days it takes all the energy for me to even text you back and it's nothing against you. It's just (laughs) I don't have the battery life to handle a conversation right now. Mm, Yeah, but I I think it's it's super refreshing to like be able to be honest with yourself about things like that or even be honest with others because you know you never exactly if if they'll understand but because you know this is a part of the way I'm wired it I feel like it does kind of allow you to accept more parts of ourselves than we might otherwise if that makes sense totally um like I like I, I definitely remember when I first discovered I was a four and I was, le- I was reading up on how, like, you know, fours can sometimes feel like they struggle with laziness. Like, they really mm-hmm. struggle to, like, get that motivation to do what needs to be done unless it's something they're truly passionate about. Yes. And at the time, I was, like, a stay-at-home mom. I, like, hardly cooked. I didn't clean. I, like, you know, sometimes wouldn't even want to, like, get off the couch to go play with We're my the toddler. same person. Yes. And, like, and I, I couldn't for the life of me understood why I was that way. And then I started my podcast. And all of a sudden, I was, like, up and ready to go. I was getting out of bed. I was excited. I, like, had all these mm-hmm. ideas. My you had your purpose. Noticed. Yes. I had my purpose. And it was, like, okay. Like, 
yes, I was pretty, you know, I would say I, I, I leaned toward laziness for sure, but it wasn't like this awful, selfish, fleshly sin that I had seen it as like it actually was just that I needed to find a healthier outlet for myself so that I could show up better Mm -hmm. in other ways um I just I mean I love the Enneagram I mean I know you love the Enneagram too like you you probably Mm -hmm. love it even more so than I do but I still I'm just I can't get enough of it um so I'm really excited about this course and I definitely you know want people to check it out can we talk about your podcast though as well because I love I love that you even did that, that you even just decided to launch your own podcast because you're right, like you do have things to share and things to say that you can't quite just condense into a mm-hmm. caption. Um, what has that experience been like for you releasing the Painted Pieces podcast? Like, has it been a challenge? Has it been really fun? What's it been like for you? So when I first realized I had that aha moment was at the USA conference where I was like, when I talked to the young girls, I was like, yeah, I need to do something else. Like, there's so much in me that I want. And a podcast has always been on the table, but I was so intimidated by it. Like, I was so intimidated by it. I I really didn't understand what went in it. I didn't understand, like, the quality, the equipment or scheduling or and then also interviewing people like scared me to death like I was so scared like to talk to people because I'm so shy and so introverted that I was like I can't just reach out to people and interview them so actually Callie is pretty much why I started it because I sat down with her I she I bought her course she has a full podcast course and it really like lays everything out And but also when we were working on Enneagram and art at one of our meetings, I was like, this was in March. And I was like, I am just this is right before COVID happened. I was like, I'm just so stressed. I was like, I don't know when I should launch this. And I was like, I'm thinking late July, August. I think I was like, that gives me enough time. And she was like, wait, how many episodes a week are you wanting to do? And I was like, I'm going to do every other week starting out. And then she got out a piece of paper and like showed me she was like, Audrey, this is I already had like three episodes recorded at this point too. She was like, you only need this many episodes to start your podcast. Hmm. And just seeing that on paper, I was like, oh my gosh. And that's when it moved to April very quickly. So basically in that moment, I just decided I'm releasing a podcast in a month. And it kind of was just one of those moments again, where God was like, you have a fire for this and you need to just run with it. So I, I ran with it and painted pieces was born and I'm not looking back now. And it's a definitely a venture I never thought I'd be on, but I'm super excited for the future on it. Mm, Well, I just from like the feedback that I know people have been giving, you know, like from what you share in your stories and, you know, the reviews that you have. I think that it it definitely needed to come out in April. You know, like people were ready yeah. for what you had to say. They were ready to learn um, and to hear from you and also from your guests. I mean, it's just that is really fun. Would you say that starting it and like having to learn like, OK, here's how I edit an episode. Like, was that a challenge for you or did you pick up on it pretty quickly? So I've always considered myself tech tech savvy and I always like was in computer classes in high school and garage band and I was a singer. So I kind of like and did demos um, when I was younger. And so I've always like been able I'm like and part of a five two. the investigators like we will figure something out like we will not ask anyone we will like 
figure it out. And that's kind of how mindset I've always been. So it wasn't the editing, but it quickly became to the point where I was like, I cannot edit these on my own. I don't have the time or like little things like show notes and things like that. So I do hire, I have a podcast producer that edits my stuff and initially helps me outline interviews, find um, interviewees, um, gets me on other podcasts as well. But she also coaches me. And because I always believe every business coach needs a coach. And in this season, a podcast coach per se was where I wanted to put that time. And it's completely changed my life. I also have a girl who simply makes my Instagram story graphics, pulls quotes, and she also does my show notes. And um, soon we'll be doing blog posts for it as well. And so that's more of a thing. It was more of a time management, outsourcing and scaling mm. point of view. Technically, I could do this all myself. And it was really hard for me to give that over. But I knew that quality was worth me giving that so I could produce more content because I do have two other pages and now my podcast page is blowing up. So I needed it. There was a time where I was like, Audrey, like if you want your podcast to be successful and keep its momentum, you have to trust God and outsource some mm. of this work because you can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there, there may be some entrepreneurs listening who, or even just moms, you know, who just need to outsource cleaning their house. Like I imagine that there are people listening who they maybe have not yet given themselves permission to consider that there's exactly Mm -hmm. to be done. And so I just love where you're just out front you're like, yeah, I have a producer and it was hard, but it was so worth it um, to let go of that full control um well good well I'm so excited that you that you launched this I'm excited about your course I mean you are just doing amazing things and and the heart behind what you're doing I mean it's just it just pours and oozes out of everything that you touch you. Um, I, I, I know that your listeners and your followers they just I know that they appreciate it because it speaks to their heart I know you know your work has definitely spoken to mine um where where can my listeners find you find your social media find your podcast where can they connect with you of course so I mainly hang on Instagram so my Instagram handles are brush and barley it's Audrey Bailey and Painted Pieces podcast as well. And then I also, my podcast is pretty much on every um, podcast listening platform, still waiting for iHeart to approve, but Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all of that. So yeah, but Instagram's pretty much where I hang out and talk to, talk to people a lot and get on lives a lot. So that's my main jam right now. All right. I love it. Well, thank you again for coming back onto the show. I just, I think this might be the first time I've ever had a guest come on a second time. I think besides my husband, but maybe he doesn't count. That's so awesome though. I'm excited. Yes. Well, I mean, your voice is definitely appreciated here. Um, And again, just thank you so much. Of course. 